welcome. It does feel like you should say it like that, right? Yeah, right? It's very, very dour. Good um, evening. Good evening. Good evening and welcome to another yeah, yeah. Like, podcasting like, uh, episode. Like we're both of- uh, riffraff from uh, Rocky Horror. <laughs> <laughs> it's astounding. <laughs> I, I welcome and invite you all to another episode. Uh, sorry, episode. <laughs> Of the of the podcasting mini series, and Twin Peaks, <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get like a song for that because I first of all can't do the actual Twin Peaks music ever. That's a bad tone setter for I, me. I know, no, I know. I was actually thinking um, we do need some sort of different intro music. I was also I was thinking about. Like, I think I, yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Uh, well, I think a simple. I think we just changed the words to the song from the commercial, right? Oh, I love Cooper on TV. <laughs> Shots of. Uh, I I don't know the song well enough. Uh, oh well, the real one he says shot uh, like shots of Gina Gina Lee. Um, shots of. Uh, um, I mean. We have what's her name? Cheryl Lee. Cheryl Lee. Yeah. 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 Oh, what are we doing here? Yeah. Shots of Cheryl Lee and Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I was gonna like maybe cut together something with uh, like some music and maybe some clips from the show, but I like that better. Well, if you want to cut something together and I don't have to do anything, that's fine too. You don't have to write a whole parody song and whatnot. <laughs> I, you know, I get, you know, I'm a sick fuck. I get off on that shit. You are a sick fuck like that. I'm a sick fuck and I get off on that shit. <laughs> Welcome to Antoine Peaks. Dan and Rob here. Uh, this is a subsidiary of King Me, a Stephen King movie podcast. This. Have we determined has nothing to do with Stephen King, period? Period. Thematic similarities, right? Dark underbelly of a idyllic little... Yeah, I mean, like, besides... Ha- town. Yeah, besides having, like, sort of a... Uh, like, like, I feel like Lynch and King, they both have that, like, 50s, early 60s sort of vibe to their, their stuff with a dark underbelly. Um, obviously, completely different in... Uh, you know, text, subtext, all of it. Every, every, every single other yeah, way. Yeah. Every single other way. But they're, they're, you know, they're guys of that same era. So they're yeah, uh, totally, you know, they, they have their little picadillos. Clearly the Kennedy assassination did a number on both of them. <laughs> what, wait, Dan, what do you think is going to do a number on us when we, <laughs> which number, right? Exactly. <laughs> I feel Number like one luck like the big hundred yeah hundred mark yeah I I, I kind of feel like uh, uh, I'm almost jealous of uh, of like of guys like King and Lynch where where uh, the Kennedy assassination was such a huge monta- uh, mon- uh, monumental Montenegro Montenegro thing <laughs> a monumental <laughs> thing in their lives and there was like what seems to be very little else that was so. Uh, sort of like uh, 
jarring. Maybe not in Lynch's yeah. case. Lynch Lynch has a lot going on. King, I mean, King seems really stuck in that one time period. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I mean, yeah, that's like, I mean, that's not specific to them. You talk to anybody who grew up then. That, well, that right. Yes. The world. And what's sad is that Bobby Kennedy died not long after. And also every no major civil rights leader. And no, no one, one gives, gives a nearly fuck. A, yeah. Everyone's like, everyone's like, oh no, that's so sad. Yeah. Everybody was shocked when, when JFK was assassinated. Uh, even though, you know, they honestly, they didn't have the spoons for the assassination. They did not have the spoons for it. They did not. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like we're just like, well, which, which one, which one, uh, affected you most in the last, I don't know, 20 years. <laughs> Ooh. Which one uh, thing, which one thing, which like world event. Yeah. Wh- which 20 years. What, so what should, that puts you, us outside of nine 11. Oh, well, territory. yeah. Now let's count nine 11. We'll, we'll go right. We'll go from today back to, uh, nine, 10, 2001. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's like, uh, that's like, if you ever watch like a baseball game, they'll pull all these like very specific stats out of their asses <laughs> where it's like, uh, this player is the most hits by any Philly between the dates of, of, <laughs> August eighth yes. and September sixteenth, since so and so did it uh, back in two thousand six. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Um, but I guess you know all the all the hits, right? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not very knowledgeable. Honestly, I think uh, the the Bernie screw jobs really. Those probably like most recently, I think those fucked me up the worst because it it was very. Um, uh, there was so much, so much momentum, and to uh-huh. see it dissipate so fast, yeah, you know, yeah. Now, I mean, like, obviously, that's just like within the sort of like broadest possible terms, uh, like most mainstream terms, sure. Because obviously, like the the knock on effect is like union membership is higher than it's been in like forty fucking years, <laughs> right. probably more, which nobody uh, likes. Nobody. We all hate it. God, God forbid. Uh, as two as two small business owners, yeah. All I, we're job creators eventually, oh possibly. Yeah, I mean, one day I'm gonna own a business. I'll be a billionaire, and I'm gonna have to fight the union. So I might as well That's start right. doing that part now. And uh, I, it's so clearly when people have that attitude. And they, you know, like at, at least among like the small business owner tyrant class. Sure. I think like it's so obvious that they're like, wait, you mean I didn't have to like <laughs> break my back and lie, cheat and steal. Right. For, you know, my entire life just to make a living. I could have just been nice to some <laughs> other guys with similar overlapping skills. <laughs> guys and gals. Guys. Right. Um, of course. Uh, but yeah, no, it's so clearly just like, well, I had to suffer. So actually everybody has to suffer. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I mean, th- what's going on with the auto workers right now? I mean, Oh I, yeah. Oh my God. It is. It, it's, it's fantastic. I love it. I, I can't get <laughs> enough of it. it seriously. It's, 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 it's very interesting. I, it, uh, I, I, 
I don't know. It all makes me nervous. I hope, of course. I hope, for the, I hope for the best possible outcome with the least collateral damage. It, it, well, that's the thing. I mean, it, who's it, with me? <laughs> it feels like uh, uh, even with like, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the writers guild and the screen actors guild and whatnot, they're on strike, yeah. all of that. Right. Plus the auto workers, it, like high profile unions. Right. Totally. And, yeah bringing attention to these things, but also the fact that like, you know, the executives and the CEOs they are coming out and they're like, these guys, what they're asking for is just crazy. Dude, it's like the, <laughs> like the, the, my the guy, the, the, you are it, so the, detached from reality. <laughs> they are just, I, I can't think of an easier job than like, union rep PR person right, right now. Like, yeah, it, they, you just have to sit back and wait for another interview. To you drop. literally, like, you just have to wake up the next morning and look at what the guy said. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And like, you know, I think they're what just the guy like, told a reporter <laughs> who then published it. <laughs> oh my God. Did you see that interview though? With the, the, uh, was it the GM CEO? Uh, what, what happened? I don't, I don't remember. Basically it was like CNN too, but she like put the screws to the CEO and was like, um, well you've received a, uh, you know, like a 36% salary increase. (laughs) Right. You know, like your, your wages have gone up that much and, uh, your workers, uh, they're only, you know, like it hasn't gone up that much and the deal you won't accept would only raise it 29%. Does, does that sound fair to you? <laughs> like was straight up the question being asked was like, is that fair? Oh man. <clears throat> and then, you know, they dropped some bullshit about like, um, how it a would, lot of their, yeah. well, a lot of their, uh, salary is performance based. So they have like, of they course. get paid in stock, which like there's some like giant fucking tax loopholes that come with that. Well, so it's right. all just like yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. don't yeah, you don't have to pay taxes on the assets that you own, <laughs> right. which just happen to be like all of it. Oh, what I I don't have any money. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, also like goddamn, just so many. Yeah, that same interview, the the CEO was like. Well, you know, we are offering what we feel is a very competitive salary and competitive though. Compete who are you competing <laughs> with? Yeah, exactly. Like that it's it is very interesting to see how that sort of rhetoric is just becoming like totally unacceptable as people are sort of realizing that they're like what competition you're all colluding with it, each other. That's the thing. They're like, "Oh, well, our compensation is very competitive." And they're uh these are just like stock answers that they've been saying for a long time Mm. now. And now that it's like all brought to light and that it's like you said, all of these companies colluding together. Yeah. Who are you competitive against? Right. What are you talking about? (laughs) What is this? Right. It just becomes like, and then it's just like, you know, then it reads as like lazy and insulting that you can't even be bothered to tell (laughs) a a lie. Right. (laughs) But there, yeah, I mean, oh, that's it. It's God. just like at the end of the day, you can't even really spin it. Um, but hey, you know who's not unionized are the, the, the mill workers 
uh, of the mill in of Twin the Packard, Peaks. the Packard Mill Sawmill. Yeah. yeah, that's right. This is a Twin Peaks podcast. Yeah, we're this isn't a union podcast. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Sorry I'm, for uh, sorry for that cold dose of reality. Yeah, I'm not. Everyone. I'm not looking to looking to scab here, but. <laughs> Um, uh, no, we're talking, we're talking peaks. We're talking twins. That's uh, right. If it technically episode two, is that how it works with these? Cause the pilot's zero. I'm not, I'm not going by that. We're, I'm not. Do, I, thank you. I thank can't you. possibly do that. This, <laughs> this show is already going to be confusing enough. We don't have to add the, uh, yeah. Uh, the let's weird start counting here. Yeah. Let's start counting from the normal number, please. Yes. So this is episode three Zen or the skill to catch a killer. Uh, sort of a fan favorite episode. This is like, this is kind of a turning point in the series. Uh, yeah. At the time, at least, um, it was uh, people who were on board. Uh, liked this episode, they kept going, and then a lot of people dropped off at this point because it was Why? a little <laughs> too strange for them. Yeah, um, and it does it does ask a lot of you that the first two don't. It, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go along and, for the ride here. And in terms of just keeping the show on the air, it was you know it's like you know I you know I haven't been in the dating scene in a long time but back in the day i used to hide all of my eccentricities and character (laughs) flaws yeah for as long as possible (laughs) right of course um yeah they'd be like oh wow this guy's just like a normal uh whodunit procedural murder mystery (laughs) and then i'd be like i'd be like can you go put this milk bottle on that stump? let me tell you about tibet (laughs) (laughs) um so okay before we get into it dan did you like this episode uh yeah of course i mean it feels like it's so like did did you does it feel like a turning point kind of in the tone of the show well that's a leading question it it is of course it is because it is a turning point (laughs) yes (laughs) as as we said moments ago sure um yeah no it's uh it it was like i'm trying to think of how to put it Mm -hmm. it's lighter i i I guess it's just like the the lateral thinking just sort of like expands drastically sure um and once i saw how much footage from the international pilot yeah. turned up right mm-hmm. like i knew it was coming at some point right um i assumed it would be way later that seems like something you really build to uh-huh. especially based on how the first two episodes are going so i think that like it's sort of like an interesting meta plot twist uh-huh. right where it's like the the development in the case is not even about solving the murder but about how how the murder is being solved yes which is a lot of fun yes um yeah i i did like um i thought it was uh yeah like all of that extra footage that we talked about uh with the international pilot Mm -hmm. um does show up here just about all of it um we even get some some shots of bob right um not any sort of definitive sort of this is our killer kind of a thing. Um, but more of just like, uh, 
I mean, these are all in Cooper's dreams. So, right. uh, you know, the, the stuff that we saw in the international cut, uh, where it was like definitive, where like Mike talks to them, Bob is in the basement of the hospital, they kill him and you know, so on and so on. None of that. Uh, we already talked about that. None of that is Canon and they take all that footage and they chop it up and they sort of like, uh, sprinkle it into Cooper's dream in this yeah. episode. They condense it and take out, you know, Bob doesn't die. That's like, I think those are the main two differences. Yes. Um, And then I will say, I also, I love how much this episode really calls its shot with the opening scene, right? Where it's just like, just a heads up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We are not going to be normal. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's the other thing is like, yeah, you know, we we've gotten a little like strange strangeness uh in the first two episodes for sure. Uh but here we we get like pretty weird. The opening shot is uh, uh the Horn family. Uh Ben Horn, his wife Sylvia, daughter Audrey and son Johnny sitting at the dinner table. Johnny is wearing a Native American headdress. Um as you know, uh, I think we found out in the last episode, Audrey says, tells Cooper that, uh, he, he has emotional her, problems. He has emotional problems, but he, he's like, uh, I, you know, he has like, uh, like a mental disability, right? right. Like he's mentally right. challenged. <clears throat> so, um, it, it's so strange to, when I, when I watched this all the way through, right. I watched the first season and I took a long break before watching season two. And then once I started watching season two, I basically like blasted through all of it and fucking blasted, fucking blasted through it, dude. And twins. (laughs) Um, And then uh, Johnny does pop up in season three. Um, But like at the time when I rewatched, when I watched season three, I I did not remember that character whatsoever. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he's, I mean, he's here in season or uh, in season one, episode three. Um, so they're all sitting there at the table, not saying the very episode we're talking about on this, (laughs) on this show. Yeah. So they're sitting there not talking, um, which, you know, that is like kind of, you know, feels a little kooky already, but I mean, also very in keeping with what we know about this family so far. Um, uh, Ben seems to hate his family. Yes based on the affair he's having and the interactions he's had with his daughter. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ben is like, uh, Ben doesn't care about, he doesn't particularly, uh, like his family. Doesn't certainly doesn't seem to like his wife. Maybe he likes Audrey a bit, but like, yeah. uh, Yeah. And they uh, seem like a burden to him. And timeline wise, this seems to be taking place later in the same day that the previous episode took place, just based on what he's wearing, which is, his scary tie. Yes. So <laughs> his, every, uh, yeah, his, his, his red tie with the black polka dots, which I realized reminds me of a poison dart frog. That's why it's so <laughs> off putting. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, just about every episode uh, takes place over the span of like of one day. So that's sort of the timeline that we're working with here. So, uh, <clears throat> Uh, the the family is sitting there at the table, and we sort of hear a, a commotion or something. 
And in walks Jerry. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Horn, Ben's brother. Ben and Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the fact that, like, these guys are named Ben and Jerry... The sheriff is Harry S. Truman. It just, it all feels like Lynch is like, I don't care what their names are. Name them this. You know what I mean? But it's I mean, all he like. Does, he does care. Of course he cares. But totally. it does it does feel like, uh, you know, I'm going to name them these names and, and you know. Yeah. Well, it's also, I don't know. It's all very sort of like. I don't know, zeitgeisty for lack of a better word. Not that yeah. like Harry Truman is extremely popular at the time of the show, right? But it's just like it's very America, very American. Yes, and uh, as we have established, that is sort of a preoccupation of his. It's like the Americana of it all, and what right. that really means. So uh, Ben, <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean, <laughs> not Jerry. American. Sorry, excuse me, Jerry, not not very American at all here bursts in with an armful of baguettes with yeah. brie and butter on them. Well, yeah, he, he comes in with a bunch of, uh, luggage and, uh, for he, like all of these, like, I guess, bell hops or whatever, they're all carrying these bags and he tells them to find the sandwiches. They're in there somewhere and, uh, we're not going to stop until we find them. And uh, and then they find them, and yes, it's a a French baguette with brie and butter. It's a simple sandwich. It sounds uh, delicious. Oh, of course, it sounds delicious. <laughs> um, and and yeah, any and Jerry hands one to Ben, and Ben bites into like the middle of it. The way that yeah, nobody eats not a sandwich. A, no, no, it, it is as though he's like, um, it, like it's a carcass. Yeah. Uh, bites right into the side of it and he, oh, he loves it. And he just keeps, he, he's, his mouth is full and he just keeps eating it. And, uh, and Jerry's got his own sandwich and he takes a seat over by the fireplace and the two of them are just eating these sandwiches while the family is still at the table, like eating their right. dinner and they're just going on about it. And, and Jerry is like, uh, you know what this reminds me of, uh, and and he says like uh, two two girls' names and uh, down by the river there, and Ben's like yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just like a quick Proustian reverie during dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so then, they uh, eventually pull yeah, off. Ahead. They 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 pull off to the side there, go into the other room, and uh, Ben tells Jerry that Laura Palmer has been killed. And that Jerry, what's he say? He's like, uh, suddenly I'm not so hungry. Something to that effect. <laughs> no, he says, uh, well, uh, now I'm depressed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was overthinking of it. Yeah. Uh, he also mentioned the, the um, new girl, the new girl. Yes. Uh, oh yes. Of course. He, of course. He mentions, uh, there's a new girl at one eye Jack's and, uh, and Jerry has a 50% chance of being her first. Um, and Jerry says, I like those odds. And um, the two of them just sort of like, they walk away and they're going to go head to One-Eyed Jacks. Now, we at this point, we don't know what that is. Um, you know, so we're, we're, we'll find out in a second, though. What do you make of all the one eye business in this show? 
right? Because like, there's one-eyed Jax, there's Nadine, Nadine right? Um, doesn't does the one-armed man also have an eye patch, or am I just thinking night. that because he has what he has a an arm patch? He has an arm patch. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right, <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe I overestimated how yeah, much no. one-eyed business there is on this program. Yeah. Um, then the next scene is uh, it's at the uh, what's at the Hayward house with uh, Donna, James, and Donna's parents, and uh, dinner is just about done here, and uh, well, well, dinner is over. Uh, the night is almost done, um, and I love the protracted good night here. That um, I know that's what I was gonna. It's so like Doctor Hayward and. Uh, and his wife, they like head to bed and, and, uh, and he's like, so, uh, Donna, uh, not too late tonight. And she's like, okay, dad. And he's like, uh, you're going to come with us to church tomorrow morning. And she's like, yeah, he's like nine, nine o'clock. We're going to church. <laughs> like this, he said like this long sort of drawn out. Good, good night. Um, also a little bit like, uh, you know, don't it, fuck my daughter. Yeah. Don't, don't. Please don't fuck my daughter. Also, uh, you know, please maintain uh, your innocence so you can attend church tomorrow morning, right. please. <laughs> um, and then the two of them, like Donna and James, their whole thing in this episode, it's, it's like very sort of like, uh, it's very dramatic. It's very, uh, very soapy, a soap opera, right? Like, this this show does get into soap opera territory for sure, with all yeah. of the you know who's sleeping with who and who killed who and all that. But the two of them <clears throat> are like uh, every scene with them is like they're they're these teens with raging hormones and they're and their their faces they're just like up in each other's faces. Every one of their scenes feels like it's in an extreme close up. Yeah. And they're yeah. just like, you know, whispering to each other and they're like, you know, what what we have between each other, it it's not wrong. And you know, we're just doing what feels right, that kind of shit. I like your your James Hurley. I could feel you slip into it a little bit. And oh yeah. I like it because it's it's like not dissimilar from a Jack Nicholson. Like it's not a far <laughs> no, walk. No, it's not though. It, it, it's just like sad Jack. It's sad Jack. You're right. He James Hurley is a sad boy, right? Very, very tortured and tormented all the time. He rides I'm gonna a kiss you on the goddamn lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's James really in like a nutshell. And he's like, he, uh, I think I, I don't, you know, people like all of the characters here. I feel like everybody makes fun of James because he is just so sort of dopey. And, of course. Yeah. And he is, I mean, of course, yeah. Laura, even Laura, like, yeah. yeah. Laura famously <laughs> shit talks him. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, he's so sweet, but he's so fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's funny, too, because, like, you know, maybe they have this case wrapped up way faster if if uh, James is, like, a little more keyed into what's going on. Because, like, huge right. portions of the case, like, 
I don't know all the like the connection be whatever the connection between like Bobby and Leo and yeah. Laura seems to, right. There's clearly yes. something going in that direction. Um, if James had any sort of like awareness, him and Donna, <laughs> if they were both less just like, well, gosh, gee whiz, leave it to Beaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They maybe we'd be making some real progress here. Maybe Dale Cooper wouldn't have to hit a milk bottle with a rock. Right. Um, I do. <laughs> They do come off both of them as like these G whiz sort of leave it to beaver characters, like you're saying. Yeah. Um, except for like their actions, which will become like, we'll, we'll see more of that as it goes on. Mm-hmm. But like, you guys aren't these people like that. You're this like 50 is sort of like sock yeah. hop, whatever the fuck kind of thing. Once uh, again, it's it's very blue velvet, it sounds like. Yes, it's all very blue velvet. Um, so then we get uh, a little a scene of Ben and Jerry on a boat <laughs> heading down the river. Um, they reach a dock, and they're greeted by a woman, in uh, a busty woman in lingerie. And, uh, you know, she takes them up to... Uh, one-eyed jacks and uh Jer- before they go in jerry says are we gonna go to the casino first and ben says no i you know uh he says something about like not not tonight or whatever and jerry's like no good because i didn't i don't have enough money on me or something like that yeah uh and then the two of them they go in and they they grab a drink at the bar and uh they're greeted by in a very uh red room very red say. Things are things are very red here. Things are very red. Um, I, I like Jerry when he orders the drinks. He says, uh, "I would like two drinks. Can I have a double scotch on the rocks for me? And for my brother, I'll he'll have a double scotch on the rocks." <laughs> <laughs> Just that, like Lynch, sort of like way of saying things right <laughs> you know um um so yeah they're they're hanging out in there and then the the girls oh the girls come in yeah that uh, that uh, shot yeah. maybe the best shot in the whole episode right yeah. when um so we got like two columns of uh of oh, girls oh. in these like red sort of like casino style you know like riverboat casino deadwood kind of <laughs> Yeah, um, it, they're very like, costumey. Very costumey, but they all have they're all um like different playing cards. That's yes. like the theme of the car of the outfits. Um and uh Right. So and the, they the, the madam of the establishment uh is named Blackie. Yes, and, and she yeah. she wears black. <laughs> she wears black. Um But yeah, that shot yeah. the way they sort of like funnel, yes. you know, down the hall and like because of how they're lit, the red of their costumes is in like a gradient that like fades into black. Yes. And converges on her. It's a beautiful shot. Oh, That's it's my beautiful. one perfect shot. Yeah, it's great. Um Yeah, I mean, you know, so it's a this is a it's a brothel. Um it, Ben asks where the new girl is, uh and then she walks out and uh they flip a coin, him and Jerry flip a coin. Um and Jerry loses, Ben wins, so he gets to sleep with her first. And uh, Jerry is is very disappointed by this. And Blackie says, "All right, well, don't worry, we're, we'll take good care of you too." 
Um, and uh, yeah, so then, oh, then that, next, yeah, go on. Oh, I was just going to say that actor who plays the new girl. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Does such a good job. Yeah, of playing like, I'm I'm trying to be sexy, but also I'm scared. I, yes, I'm scared <laughs> and I don't really want to be here at all. Yeah. Yes. Um, like she oh, doesn't have a single line of dialogue. It's all physical. It, and it's, it's just all like, in her face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one thing too, uh, before they, uh, after they, they walk away from the dinner table in that first scene and they're yeah. talking about one eyed jacks or whatever. And he, uh, Ben says, um, there's a new girl at one eyed jacks, um, uh, freshly scented from the perfume counter. Right. He, he says oh, that right. specifically, um, We'll we'll learn a little bit more later on about what that means, but it's it's a good we'll, we're taking note of that right now. Yeah. Um, then we get while we take note of that. Oh sure. What sure. if we also take a short break so I can drink some water? I apologize to the listener. I've got a bit of a tickle in my throat. Oh no! Nothing I can do about it. It's allergy season, baby. What do you All say? Right. A yeah, quick yeah. break for we're, me. We're gonna take a quick break. Okay. Um. If you're listening on the main feed, uh, you guys can check out the rest of the episode on patreon.com slash kingmepod. Sign up for $5. You get the rest of the Tuesday episodes as well as bonus episodes every other Friday. Hey, sign up for $5. Sign up for a free trial. Oh, you could do that too? That's what I would do if I were them. Yeah. I mean, sign up for a free trial and then listen to everything you can and then cancel it. That's what I would do. (laughs) Wait, no. (laughs) No, uh, don't no, do that. I mean, actually, don't do it, but you can if you want to. That's what I would do. Um, yeah. So uh, Sorry, we're gonna. I couldn't wait, <laughs> but I'm gonna drink more during the break. That's fine. Uh, all right, guys. So we're gonna finish the rest of the episode over there. Um, bye. It's a uh, bye. <laughs>